Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Today's episode looks at the Cubs' third day of the July draft. Ten players, and I was rather ecstatic yesterday. Today, I'm a bit more pensive it's not that the players that select were selected were bad choices. I'm not sure I completely buy into everything that goes along with all of the selections. I'll run through them and I'll get to it. But before I run through them, I will... Let me see, do I have the list of the first day picks? Yes, I do. I do happen to have that. Jordan Wicks... Left-handed starting pitcher from Kansas State. James Triantos, a high schooler from Virginia, a third baseman. Drew Gray, a left-handed pitcher from IMG Academy in Florida. Fourth, Christian Franklin, a center fielder from the University of Arkansas. Fifth, Liam Spence, a shortstop from the University University of Tennessee. Sixth, Riley Martin, a left-handed pitcher from Quincy University in Illinois. Seventh, Parker Shavers, a center fielder from Coastal Carolina. Casey Opitz, a catcher from Arkansas University. Chase Watkins, a left-handed relief pitcher from Oregon State. And Peter Matt, an outfielder from Duke. Largely college names. Largely players that will probably sign relatively quickly without a whole lot of drama going on. Looking at that somewhere along the line, I said, I think the Cubs had a little bit of wiggle room to possibly early take a gamble on a high schooler or two before shifting back to college players and loading up on a bunch of pitchers. That's what I saw. That's what I sensed. That's what I predicted. Well, here's what happened. In the 11th round, the Cubs selected Gage Zeal. We're going to spell that Z-I-E-H-L. Gage Zeal a right-handed pitcher from Penfield High School in New York. Touches mid-90s. He is a Miami University commit. When you hear where the high school player is committed to, it kind of gives you a little bit of uh, an inkling on how severe said commitment is. University of Miami, big school. Figure Cubs picking him 11th. They'll probably be able to sign him. But I said when I saw that, well, there goes the ability to make any gambles. So let's see. Well, in the 12th round, Cubs selected T.O. Banks, an outfielder from Paramount High School in Texas with a two-lane commit. 
Tulane commitment. Certainly not Miami, but certainly not inconsequential. Tulane's a legitimate baseball school. I'm thinking, well, they might be able to sign both of them. They took a lot of college guys. They might be able to sign both of them. You know, we'll see. Probably it's about time for the run of college pitchers, right? That's what you're thinking, right? Right? 13th round, Arian Rodriguez, a right-handed pitcher from the Georgia Premier Academy, is a Northwest Florida State commit. Well, there's another high school guy. Don't know how strong that commitment is to Northwest Florida State. But all of a sudden, it's getting really difficult to see the Cubs signing their first 13. Maybe, 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 maybe. But there you go. 14th round, Freddie. Oh, boy. Freddie Scalzo, that's what it is. Freddie Scalzo Jr., a right-handed relief pitcher <coughs> from Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, Arizona. He has a golf... Uh, he, let's see. He was the um, Grand Canyon closer in 2021. Um, reasonably good year. Reasonably good strikeout numbers. Uh Certainly worth a gamble. And, you know, he's the kind of guy that if you sign, if you draft Freddie Scalzo, you sign Freddie Scalzo, you get him to Mesa for one or two games, then you shoot him up to Myrtle Beach. Let's see what you got. Are you better than the guys that we currently have in Myrtle Beach? If you're better than the guys we currently have in Myrtle Beach, or you're better than the other players in the league that Myrtle Beach plays in, you, with a college guy, you send him in, you check out what he's got, especially a reliever, see what he's got, see how he is, assess things from there, and a guy who you just drafted, just signed, you're not going to um, permanently grow cold on him right away, but it's it, you know it would make sense to take a look at Scalzo right away. So yeah, okay, Scalzo. Now, now I see where this draft is going. Okay, no problem. 15th round, B.J. Murray, third baseman from Florida Atlantic University. Had a 1.007 OPS in college in 2021. Um, I'm not sure that third base is specifically the speci position of need, but yeah, Cool, fine. Third baseman, uh, big-ish guy. Um, if you're familiar with like a Cavante Mitchell type of a build from back a few years ago. We'll see. You know, hopefully he figures out the pro hitting thing. He should be able to be better than Mesa hitters uh, in the, the um, Arizona Complex League now. Um compound league now he should probably be able to get to myrtle beach about now but uh okay you know it, it, not exactly you know 
sure, fine, cool. You, you, you get an outfield of, uh, an infield of uh, Liam Spence. Uh, get Triantos in there, maybe at second base. I, but no, B.J. Murray made complete sense at 15, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. Now we're going to the college portion of the draft. We're going to start bringing in a bunch of college players. Round 16, Zachary Lee, a right-hand pitcher from Texas State. Again, another college guy. Um, he was a starter at Texas State. Uh, thinking back, thinking back. He's probably at the point where they might want to get him 12 or 14 innings this year. Uh, just see what he has. Maybe not quite that much, but you know, it would be nice to get him a few looks in Mesa. If he's better than Mesa, run him up to Myrtle Beach and then shut him down because you know, get get him some work in at the pro level, at the compound level, at the Myrtle Beach level, and you know, after eight, ten, twelve inks, okay, you're done for the year. You're fin- you know, go, go work on some things. Here we got some things we want you to work on. Do some running, do some lifting, don't forget leg day, all that kind of stuff. But I'm thinking, yeah, okay, now now the draft draft is starting to make sense. 17th round, Christian Olivo, shortstop from Christian Leadership Academy in Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, maybe he can come relatively inexpensively. But if you're trying to fit Olivo, Zeal, Banks, and Rodriguez in along with Gray and Triantos, it's getting kind of getting kind of dicey. I was, you know, wanting to get 18 or 19 guys out of the 20 player class signed. Starting to look a little bit difficult. But okay, well, let's see what they do in the 18th round. Dominic Hambly, a right-handed pitcher from Belmont Secondary Schools in British Columbia. He is an Oregon State commit. Okay, we're gonna. The Cubs are not gonna sign all these guys. They're not gonna sign all these guys. You're not going to sign an Oregon State commit, a Tulane commit, a Miami commit. You're not gonna do that. It's just, it's it's not going to happen. Oh, okay. Well, uh, hmm. Okay, Daniel. Let's see, what is this again? Apisha? No, Avita. Avisha. Daniel Avisha, A-V-I-T-I-A, a right-handed pitcher from Alhambra High School in Arizona, a Grand Canyon commit. How are all these guys going to get signed? They're not going to be able to all get signed because you're limited in how much a team is allowed to spend. It's not the owner can spend however much he wants and you grumble and complain and fuss and moan about, oh, he should have spent $43 million on the draft. That was the entire goal when Theo Epstein came in to you know spend $15 million on the draft. But as soon as Theo Epstein showed up, that wasn't allowed anymore. So uh, Daniel Avisha, a right-handed pitcher from a high school in Arizona, a Gulf Coast uh, Grand Canyon University commit. Okay, so you got to grab a college pitcher just to take up innings, right? In round 20. Round 20, 
Wilson Cunningham, a six foot eight left-handed pitcher from J. Sarah High School in California. He has now here's a really interesting college commit. University of Chicago. This guy's not even going to a baseball school. University of Chicago. I'm pretty sure they don't play baseball there. You know, they might have a club team, but they they don't. Ugh. So he is. The Cubs buy into him long term. He obviously knows where Chicago is. But if somebody is going to the University of Chicago, you know, th this isn't. I'm in Rockford, Rock Valley College, perfectly fine junior college. If a person is committed to Rock Valley College, but somebody says, hey, I'm going to give you $125,000 to come play for us, you might take that because a Rock Valley commitment is, I, I don't know what one pays for a junior college anymore. But uh, University of Chicago, if you're going to University of Chicago, you're going to University of Chicago because you want to go to University of Chicago. You're not going to play at University of Chicago and then pop over and pitch a little for Mesa. No, that's not how it works. If Wilson Cunningham is going to pitch for the Cubs, he's going to have to toss aside his University of Chicago commitment, which I guess he could do, but I, it's going to cost a little bit to get him to buy out of that. I, Wow. And to throw in something on top of that, I had a number of people telling me today, oh, you're just looking at the, you know, if you have all these high school pitchers, then, you know, maybe they'll, you know, some of them will turn out to be really good. And if you're getting an 18th round draft pick for a pitcher, well, out of college, well, how good can he possibly be? The Angels picked 20 pitchers today. There are 20 rounds. They picked 20 pitchers. There's pitchers. If you're getting a 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th round pitcher, he's throwing 92 to 94. He's either a starter or a closer or a left-hander that's got some snap on his slider. He's got something going on. Otherwise, he wouldn't get selected. Also, tonight, the South Bend Cubs lost 8-5, to which is kind of incidental. Kind of nice to see... Jose Albertos throw two rather inconsequential innings. You know, nothing big happened. Not, you know, no injuries, no anything. Uh, didn't didn't walk. A, I I think he was might have given up a base runner in two innings. But Albertos pitching the eighth and the ninth inning, he was the eighth pitcher of the game. This is Tuesday. They play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They've already used their entire bullpen almost. If the Cubs would have grabbed a couple of college pitchers in the draft, no, it wouldn't be able to help tomorrow. It wouldn't be able to help by Thursday. It wouldn't be able to help by next Tuesday. But if they had drafted a number of college pitchers, it would be able to reload the system with talent much more quickly, as opposed to if the Cubs end up signing Wilson Cunningham, if he does end up turning into a thing, which could happen because Jay Sarah is a fantastic baseball factory, it's going to take him a while. 
He's not ready yet. He's not ready yet. None of those high school pitchers are ready yet. Frankie uh, Scalso, he could be in Myrtle Beach in two weeks. Zachary Lee, he could be helping out in Mesa or Myrtle Beach in two weeks. But if you're only drafting two two pitchers on the second day that have any chance in the universe at helping out this year, it's certainly not going to help out this year. Yeah, I don't know. I Hopefully it works. Um, they're not going to get all 10 of those guys signed. Six. They'll get Scalzo signed. They'll get Murray signed. They'll get Lee signed. They'll get Olivo signed. But if the other six challenge college guy, uh, challenge high school guys, they get three of them, that's really kind of good. So then what that means is they had three guys that, why'd you bother drafting him? You weren't going to sign them. They'd been better off getting, in my opinion, you know, draft four of those college, four of those high school guys, whichever ones they wanted, then get two college arms. Two college arms, you know, maybe starters, maybe guys who can come in and, you know, toss you two or three innings at Myrtle Beach or South Bend. See how they are. See what they got. See if they're any good or not. So many people, when they see the Cubs pick a player, he is necessarily a good player because the Cubs picked him. But if someone else, three picks before the Cubs, three picks after the Cubs, whichever, whatever, Oh, well, gee, that that guy's in the 19th round, so he's no good. They're all good. Otherwise, they wouldn't be getting drafted. Um, As much as I liked the second-day picks and as much as I was accepting of the first-round pick, I just don't get this strategy. Seven preps. Seven high school players. I don't get it. I don't see how they're going to get them signed. I just don't see how they're going to get enough of them signed for them to have made that many that much of a commitment. You get, you know, let's let's just take the last two guys, Avisha and Cunningham. If it's a situation where they do not sign for whatever reason, say they get the other eight signed, but they don't get the last two signed. What what's the benefit in drafting two guys that you're not going to be able to sign? Draft two college guys that you are going to be able to sign. Give them $100,000 to get them signed. Get them into camp. Get them pitching. Get them doing whatever it is they're going to do. And have them start producing. Have them start, maybe they're good. Maybe they're not. But if you select a player in the draft who you're unlikely to be able to sign anyway, what was the point in drafting him? I, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I was happier yesterday than I am today on the draft. Hopefully of these seven guys from today, plus the two uh, prep guys from yesterday, that's what, nine? Nine high school guys? As of right now, the Cubs only have one Mesa, one team in Mesa. That's going to be a totally separate story. I'll, 
I'll save that for another podcast. But uh, I don't know. It, it, drafting seven preps out of nine on the second day just doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, I I can understand taking a chance on one specific player and hoping that the one specific player signs, but when when your entire theory seems to be we're going to grab three three guys that we're going to sign and hope on another seven, that I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, maybe it'll make sense. Maybe it'll make. Maybe it'll work. Maybe they'll get five of them signed. I don't know. I will see. But when you're drafting a player that you're not going to sign, it just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. So uh, thanks for stopping by. Um, Gage Zeal, T.O. Banks, Arian Rodriguez, Frankie Scalzo Jr., B.J. Murray, Zachary Lee, Christopher uh, Christian Olivo, Dominic Hamblin, Daniel Avisha, and Wilson Cunningham. Hopefully, a number of them sign, and hopefully a number of them do well. The way I look at the draft, the way I look at the draft, the way I look at the draft, regardless who the team is, regardless what the year is, regardless how well they did the year before, I break it down three ways, first round and second round. Out of those two rounds, it really, 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 really helps if one of those two guys does kind of well. They both do well, all the better. But if the Cubs, 15 years from now, look back and say, between Jordan Wicks and James Triantos, one of those two was a legit major league player for a number of years, for the Cubs, okay, that's fine. That's a good thing. That's what you're hoping for. Then the sec the the second thing, guys in rounds three through ten: Drew Gray, Christian Franklin, William Spence, Riley Martin, Parker Shavers, Casey Opitz, Chase Watkins, Peter Matt. If they, if there is some value of them playing at the major league level. And doing somewhat well. Or them getting traded in a year or two for someone who joins the major league club and is productive. You know how that works. You trade this guy to get that guy. and it, Well, hey, if you have, if they end up in two or three years trading Liam Spence and Parker Shavers to get some quality, they've gotten some quality out of three through ten. Then the other is the third day of the draft. The 10 guys that I've been mentioning today, if two of those guys, not, make, not even make it to the major leagues, if two or three of those guys make it to the upper major, upper minors, do some stuff, one of them gets to the major leagues, a couple of those guys get traded, etc., 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 then the Cubs will have gotten something out of the third day of the draft. If they don't sign them, it's going to be really tough to get anything from for uh get anything out of them i don't know again we'll see i hope it works uh thanks for stopping by i hope you learn a bit you've learned a bit more about the draft um ask me questions here ask me questions on twitter um i had to go take a walk after because uh after the draft it, it just got a little bit heavy 
little bit heavy. I, I trust that you know what I mean on that. And uh, tonight, hopefully, it chills a bit. And uh, had a couple of stories. I was re a book I was reading, uh, listening to on tape. And uh, I kind of fell asleep as it was going, and I woke up and I heard bits and pieces of. I'll have to listen to it again tonight. I think. But uh, the the draft is completed. Perhaps in the next couple days and weeks, we will hear some news on some undrafted free agents being signed. Perhaps in the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, we will hear of some transactions. And from what I hear on August 1st at about 5 in the afternoon, probably 4 central time um is the trade is the draft signing deadline so hopefully in the next couple of days the cubs will have a number of players that they start signing the cubs haven't historically been really fast about that sort of thing i know there have been a couple of years where you know the like if the draft ends on a sunday by Tuesday, there's a couple of teams that have already signed 15 guys. Cubs haven't historically done that. Normally, they get them signed eventually. Perhaps this year, with things a little bit different, they might sign players a little bit more quickly. But I don't know. <laughs> when 9 of the 20 are high school players, I don't know how you're going to get all the, you know, I don't know. But... uh Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. Ask me questions. And if you enjoy the content I'm providing here on Patreon, on Twitter, on wherever, feel free to put a couple in the jar, either here on Patreon or wherever. Um, thanks for stopping by. And thanks for trying to learn along with me and letting me try to eh, talk myself through stuff. Um, have a great night, be safe, be nice to others, and have a nice night.